Jewish Latin Princess episode 55, Nikki Schreiber, creators of Humans of Judaism. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess podcast by Yael. Every week, get your dose of inspiration from the world's most uniquely talented Jewish women and from Yael herself. Seeking profound and practical ways to live a joyful, richer Jewish life? Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess podcast. And now, Jewish lifestyle expert and bilingual blogger at jewishlatinprincess.com, your host, Yael. If you need a good dose of positive energy, and my guess is that we all do, let me introduce you to Nikki Schreiber. Upbeat, optimistic, and full of love for her fellow Jews, Nikki is the creator of Humans of Judaism. I got the chance to meet Nikki in person a few months ago while I was in New York, and I had a great time. Her positivity and her good nature is contagious. And if you haven't heard of Humans of Judaism, well, you're going to love it, and you should thank me later. <laughs> you're listening to Jewish Latin Princess. I'm Yael Trush, your host. It's Monday, April 23rd, and this is episode 55 Welcome to the show, everyone. You know what they say about overnight success? It took me 10 years to become an overnight success. Well, it seems like Nikki Schreiber might be defying that rule with the creation of Humans of Judaism. What was the impetus for creating what is now one of the leading Jewish media brands? Did she imagine that it was going to turn into the success that it has turned into? Was the world thirsty for something like this and thus humans of Judaism became a leader in its field in such a short amount of time with over 100,000 followers on Instagram and Facebook? Nikki is creating a space full of positivity, humor, and lightheartedness where all Jews can feel proud of their heritage and of the things that unite us as a nation. But the internet and social media can be the Wild West. How does Nikki keep it positive and stay away from the infiltration of contagious negativity on humans' diverse social media platforms? Does she ever get to unplug? I mean, it seems like she's constantly plugged by the nature of her work. And is this something that we could all do and decide to just quit our daytime? Our, our day jobs? Hmm. How does Nikki do it? What is next for humans of Judaism? And who does she look up to? All of this and more with the delightful Nikki Schreiber. Nikki Schreiber, welcome to Jewish Latin Princess. Hello. It is such a fun and exciting day for me because I've been looking forward to this interview since we met. First of all, I'm a big fan of Humans of Judaism, an online space that fosters positivity and highlights the good in the Jewish community. So first of all, thank you for spearheading this initiative and a big yesher koach to you. Thank you. And thank you for being here. Now, Nikki, I already gave a little bit away about what Humans is about, but I understand that you were spreading pos po positivity um, on social media well before Humans of Judaism via a previous initiative, which was, I guess, somehow of a precursor to this one. So tell us how Humans of Judaism began. What was the impetus? Sure. So um, like you said, there there's that detail that, that um, maybe um, some of the followers are not as aware of with the history of the page is that uh, several years ago, um, I had an, a good friend of mine, a friend of mine for 20 years, and unfortunately, he uh, passed away suddenly in his early uh, 30. And he was just a just an outstanding human being who contributed a lot to the community. He was not yet married and he um, but he was very involved and active on uh, Hatzalah and uh, Kids of Courage, mm. um, which is a uh, just an organization that deals with uh, children with cancer and terminal disease and things like that. Um, and he was just one of those, um, just those people. And in his, um, once he had passed away, um, the community had felt there was just an added void um, to fill um, of so much of the chesed that he had contributed um, in his lifetime. Mm -hmm. So his family had put together some sort of a, uh, a pay it forward um, in his memory for people to undertake uh, just good things to do in his memory, basically. Um, and and uh, a friend of mine, uh, my friend Esther in Israel, um, she and I had decided to um, do learn a page a day. Uh, we're not particularly, you know, uh, learned gals, you know, that it's part of our daily um, schedule. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, this was a reasonable undertaking. And frankly, um, it was one of those, uh, you know, it helps you as well, because we figured we would 
learn something, get our day charged with something positive. Right. And uh, we chose um, a book that was doable. Um, that was, uh, I believe it was Guard Tongue, um, if anyone's familiar with that. It has, you know, just nice small bites of great insights and ways to just um, refocus your appropriate energies, I guess, mm -hmm. um, with the way we speak and the things we say. Mm -hmm. So, um, as I mentioned, she she lives in Israel. She's a mom. And, um, you know, we got it together on a nice rhythm. But... Uh, life happens, and we were headed towards uh, Rosh Hashanah time and all the holidays that follow, and it just um, got a little bit lost uh, reasonably to, like I said, to just, you know, life happening. Right. But the the value to it was not lost on me, especially during a time where I was also grieving. I mean, this was uh, a pure loss. It was the first one I, I dealt with, and um, it was just a great way to start your day in a in a better head to deal, you know, during a time like that. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, you know, I, I didn't want to lose this. Maybe there's a place on Facebook where I can just follow a page that would have Divrei Torah, something insightful in small bites, because uh, I always refer to social media as short attention span theater, or at least it is mm -hmm. for me, um, because I just, uh, just give me the summary. <laughs> and yeah. people will notice that's uh, very often my style on um, the post is um, just, you know, two to three paragraphs of the point. And um, I looked and there were rabbayim and rabbis and, and, and organizations and pages that shared wonderful um, insights in Torah, but they were rather lengthy. So when in doubt... <laughs> create it yourself create your own <laughs> create your own and um i decided to just do a page with zero ambition other than let me just share and see if anybody else can if even one person gets any benefit um the same way i received it when i you know when i was learning that you know perhaps this is just a nice thing to pay it forward in my friend's memory so i started a page called daily spark mm -hmm. um i figured it's that you know a daily spark of torah and uh, it was based, the, the theme of the page was to provide people with a small nugget of positive thinking Torah on their daily news feeds. So it uh, really took off to a very modest start. Um, it never really took off, took off. I mean, it has rounded out to a couple of thousand uh, followers on Facebook. Uh, many of them are family members and friends by force. Uh, mm -hmm. Please follow my page. Please read this to our Torah. <laughs> I looked up, you know, um, and they're just uh, We don't coerce our Plus, friends to read our stuff. Come on, Nikki, we don't. Oh, <laughs> well, in the beginnings, it was my original model. Um, and um, But it was nice because people, you know, they enjoyed the reasons why you're doing something and people are, are tend to be rather supportive yes. on any sort of wholehearted venture that, that people undertake. And it was just very well received, um, but modest nonetheless. And um, and my father was pretty much the biggest champion and um, real admirer of the page um, for but one small detail. He was not a Facebook user. <laughs> and so I would email him the Daily Spark. And my father was a real Baltvila. Um, he's a, a Chazan and, and uh, just a, really knows um, Tanakh inside and out, you know, Torah and, and, and everything uh, surrounding it. And just, it was a real moment for us to bond on learning Torah together. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, the fundamentals and everything, my parents, I was just truly blessed for my parents to have taught me and raised um, and raised me in a home, just very, you know, sharing open and learning environment. But this was just so unique. And um, um, really shared a bond with us. And he really just loved forwarding it to my aunts and uncles who also aren't on social media and just <laughs> loving seeing this daily spark. And um, it was very profound um, when my father actually uh, passed away suddenly mm -hmm. um, in November of 2013. And when I was preparing to uh, sit Shiva, we sat with our family uh, rabbi and one of the instructions from our custom is to not learn Torah during mm -hmm. the week of Shiva, which mm -hmm. I was so overly perplexed that this affected my daily quality of life that I was like, oh, wow, I have to stop, you know, something that's part of my daily rhythm mm. um, of learning Torah. And, um, and I took a break, you know, for the week, of course, and, uh, and went back to it. But um, as time settled into the year of mourning and a couple of months had um, passed, it, I was ready to... Um, start to think of something I can do in my father's memory. And um, I really wasn't about piggybacking on anyone else's memorial, of course. So mm -hmm. I really wanted to create something new and unique um, and special and a little different than this. So I had stumbled upon a page on Facebook um, and it captured a lot of 
community imagery and cultures and stories, but I had found that every culture was um, so well embraced. Um, but when it came to the few Jewish you know, stories, it was just the comment section was met with just really disappointing anti-Semitism and um, negativity. Oh, that's horrible. And I was, Do you ever it say was, what page shocking. it is? Can I ask you what it is or you'd rather not say? Well, I mean, it's uh, based on my the name choice. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I just don't like, you know, I just didn't want to, you know, just don't want to say anything just uh, my experience of negative on a page. But, um, but that was just my experience to which had me say, you know what, it would be really something special if we could highlight exclusively, you know, Im- images and stories within our community. However, as an editor, I would work really hard to maintain a certain decorum, right? Uh, not really allow for that kind of Uh, negativity and hate speech. Differences of opinion are always welcome, respectfully. Um, But really, um, just hate speech and and just, I find that negativity on social media and online is uh, contagious and infectious and it snowballs um, and people forget even why they're even looking at the story that they're looking at. They just get so overly engaged in the negative comments that Mm -hmm. I thought it would just be an interesting uh, position to try out this idea. So... I'm sorry. No, no, no. Tell me, tell me. Finish. <laughs> so I was going to say, so um, so I just decided in June of 2014 to just start a page with really um, that minimal ambition that I just outlined and just uh, started with uh, the model that I previously knew. Let me reach out to people I know who are willing to allow me to profile them and put them on this little page that I just made and uh, see what happens. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Sure enough, I started to uh, post some profiles and some stories. Um, However, that happened to be that summer was the beginning of the summer of Operation Protective Edge, which began with the kidnapping of the three boys, Ayal, Gilad, and Naftali. Right. It was quite a... One one minute, Nikki. So it was a Facebook page. We're not not talking about a web page yet. It started with a Facebook page. And the Facebook page started in June. And um, it was... It was really just not meant to be what it has become. So mm-hmm. it just started modestly on Facebook to just share and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But as the summer was, if, if anyone really, oh. um, I'm sure your listeners really remember that summer was, was kind of an emotional time. Yeah. It, was, it was very vivid because yes. we shared the pain when the boys were lost. We shared the pain when the boys were buried. And we shared the strength in our wonderful brothers and sisters who defend um, Israel and what they had to do that summer to keep us all safe. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was, it was a real time. And I think something that's natural within our community is we really do unify when it comes to um, these times and we hold each other and we support one another. And I think people were just looking for something on the internet that was positive and, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and reflective. And um, it just, by the end of the summer and, and subsequently, just uh, to answer your earlier question, a few weeks after the Facebook page, uh, someone said, why didn't you put it on Instagram? So I then followed suit on Instagram mm-hmm. and immediately following that summer, um, Insta- on Instagram, th- it already had 10,000 followers, wow. and, which was just so tremendous and unprecedented that it was a moment where I had to stop and say, I think something's happening here. Um, and it just um, was so well received that ultimately, as things continue to evolve to the place they're in today, it just started to just evolve naturally uh just starting to share things that were happening current events holiday time um just you know we're approaching uh we have yoma shoah this month Mm -hmm. and um you know covering those incredible stories and telling stories that should always be remembered and not lost with time to just continue um just learning from the past respecting it and uh, moving forward and the um the responses just continued to be so significant that it just that was really the landmark time after that summer that things really just took off 
and talk, started in a different direction. Talk about being or putting yourself out there at the right time in the right place, right? I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Um, certainly God had a plan, to, it was, but um, you you did your part. <laughs> God had a plan. God had a plan. And frankly, it wasn't just the right timing for the community receipt. It was really genuinely the right timing for me. I needed to, you know, in that same sort of grief uh, model, it was an opportunity for me to focus my energies on the positive during what's a reasonably tough year for every person in their lifetime when you mourn the loss of a parent. Um, it's reflective time and it's a time that you do need to work to see the good um, even during difficult times, especially during difficult times. Right, right. You you noted before something that I know well mm -hmm. that social media can be a place where sometimes, sadly, people are not very nice and as you said, negativity is kind of infectious it spreads like a wildfire fire back there um and you see a lot of division um unfortunately it's like people forget to be mentions when they get behind their social media media accounts i'm not sure what the deal is but you bring the total opposite of that um really you really do um you're all about unity positivity upbeat how do you keep it clean in there and polite and 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 upbeat and all those things other than of course your content is super positive always but but you know like how do you manage it it's always you know i'm just a human too <laughs> i always mind everyone um i do the best i can um it's i've grown with the page as well i mean i've evolved with the times and the changes um just around the world but more immediately it was just a really simple recipe put out good content which uh, mm -hmm. then equals a, a positive environment. Right. So it's not like I have any snarky posts. I don't take negative jabs at any sort of anything. Um, it's, it, you know, so the content alone is the first starting point. Yeah. Then it's monitoring those comments and also ultimately seeing the followers and any just viewers really adapting to the actual uh culture of the page, if you will, um, because there are times where me personally, Nikki Schreiber would have a lot of, you know, things to say um, as just a, a person on the internet. But the responsibility that I've undertaken for the page and when you bear the name of the community, um, kind of have to bite your lip and manage things in a, in a professional, respectful way, um, because you are representing the community and people can easily engage and bait you into a conversation or to some negative debate mm -hmm. that um, they're just looking for an argument they're not looking for the solution and so it takes work and uh, the good news is sometimes if uh, I'm a little slow on my monitoring uh, they're the uh, the followers are just part of the page they work for the page they they will respond <laughs> they, they do the they job will, they do the job for me and uh, you know That's but it's, it's, I will tell you that the the percentage of you know the, with every um, with every post about anything there's always a, a small percentage reasonably uh, no matter what the return is there's always a small percentage of um, negative comments. I always use the example, I can post a picture of a beautiful sunset and there's going to be one person who's going to comment, you know, the sun gives you skin cancer. <laughs> so you have to just also um, recognize and accept that it's just the internet, but the, the environment, um, I think, really delivers Uh, the result for itself in a, you know, in a, in a very fortunate way. Um, but it's not without oversight and, uh, and help from the followers will say, Hey, there's a dicey comment you may want to look at. It's always very appreciated that I definitely don't feel uh, that I'm going at this alone. I feel like I have a very strong team around me. <laughs> that That's beautiful. And I loved what you said that it's, it's, a, it's a simple, you said it's a simple recipe, you know, you put out good content. That is, it's almost like a recipe for life as well. You put out kindness, you put out positivity, and that's really what you're going to get back. I mean, it works there too. So yeah, it's, uh, I think also, it's funny, because it's almost at the beginning of our conversation, we were talking about the negativity on social media, it's almost an unexpected sort of underdog, because people naturally, sometimes just like to indulge in the controversial posts. And one of the things also that I try very hard to be sensitive to is I keep the page non political. Mm -hmm. It's a hot button for people, no matter if we agree or disagree on politics, it shouldn't make its way into the content, because that also pre presents somewhat of a hostile or disagreeing environment. It's lighter content. We just celebrated Passover. It's just about saying happy Passover and mm -hmm. moving on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Now, he, now, Nikki, humans is 
in many ways an ambassador for Judaism and for Torah values. And so Mm -hmm. within that, you strive to cover multiple areas of Judaism, and I'm sure to be inclusive, inclusive, but sometimes um, um, inclusivity and promoting Torah values can get a little bit challenging. Have you ever encountered challenges in drawing a line between what you can post that still aligns with that vision and what maybe the greater community might want you to post? And if so, how do you navigate that? Well, I'm always very fascinated by the diversity of the followers. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a specific moment um, where um, I had a very unexpected viral uh, video post on humans of Judaism. Um, It was a year ago. And the post, it was a Holocaust survivor video, a four minute long video. She was actually speaking in French. So Mm -hmm. subtitled to English. This is this completely defies every rule I thought I knew of what the recipe is for a viral video. Um, It just it it was in a different language. It was four minutes long. It was just an older woman speaking. It's not something typically that one would think would be the viral post. But sure enough, I posted it in July of 2016. Mm -hmm. And only in December 2016, January 2017, did it take off. And it had I think it's had over 100, I want to say 100 million views or something incredibly insane. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't looked at it lately. Um, And it changed the trajectory of the page with uh, when you have a very viral video post, you also get tens of thousands of new followers that are now interested to see what else you got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a very broad crowd. And it was too, you know, and it was also I'm learning. So I realized that very often posting pictures of someone wearing a yarmulke doing something good is very easy to illustrate. You don't have to say Jewish man giving charity, helping women across the street. It's right there in the picture. And it's just check out this moment. Right. And one of the things is with the expanded, um, the expanded base and uh, the various followers was so exciting because the content that was coming in was also more broad from different countries, from different backgrounds. And it's easy to share because you're sharing sharing the Torah values, people also tend to see what the page is and send in content that relates to the page, Okay. Um, not trying to push any sort of agenda. Mm-hmm. I always marvel at the fact that I can have a picture of um, a Hasidish family uh, getting ready for Shabbos. And then in the next picture, I can have, uh, you know, a an off-duty IDF soldier in a bikini on Tel Aviv Beach, and it gets the same exact response from the same crossover um, followers that can appreciate both. And because it's a welcome place, I think it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's only for people who are observant and understand certain things. I really, really work hard to include everybody um, as long as it stays on the same journey as I'm on and keep working to evolve to just make sure everybody feels included. Um, it just seems to be working. Having said that, and I'm I might get a little pushy here, but you have a beautiful, let's say, okay. to fill in campaign, right? Like not campaign. I don't know what to call it, but you have those beautiful posts. The telfies. Yeah, exactly. The telfies. Thank <laughs> you very much. See, here's Nikki teaching me stuff. Okay, <laughs> as always. Yes. So you have the telfies, right? So let's say you get a bunch of readers who tell you, well, Nikki, how come you're not putting us women wearing tefillin or how come, you know, or just something about the women on the wall or whatever? What do you do then? I consider that political put that in the political category uh-huh. with the women's of the wall um as far as anyone submitting tefillin uh women wearing tefillin i guess they just haven't um but it's a funny thing tefillin's a great example to illustrate the full point um i will get a tefillin tefillin wrapped around somebody who's got a tattoo on now the focus is the telfi and the tefillin right. and it's about a jew who is davening and praying right. and wearing his tefillin right it's not about tell me what the meaning is of your tattoo so other than as opposed to if somebody were to send me a photo of their a parsha or something on their arm that's in a tattoo, that's a different kind of content that just doesn't line up. Right. So the answer to that is everybody is included. And if it doesn't work, if the tefillin seems that, you know, oh, it's probably not going to go up a woman wearing tefillin. Well, why don't I send her something else that I'm doing that shows that I'm a very proud Jew? Mm-hmm. It's about finding that balance and, right. and compromise because everyone's really welcome. But the content, I have to monitor it. I mean, there's so many things that um, have even evolved in the last year with world news and politics and just things have changed and the Internet's changed. And you just have to always be added sensitivity, which is always welcome to be sensitive to others and consider 
um, creating a space where everyone should just feel comfortable. And thus far, it seems to have proven successful. And but again, I'm still a human. I'm always learning and I'm always open to everyone. Right. And at the end of the day, you are the curator. So um, no, no, it's it's that was a great answer. Now, one of the things that is amazing, and maybe it's amazing to me, as a content creator about your initiative, Humans of Judaism, is that you were you're not you're not photojournaling, like, let's say, okay, Humans of New York, right? You Mm -hmm. were from the beginning, and you are finding what others have created and providing a platform that curates it all together, you being the curator, the editor of all these Mm -hmm. things, although there are things that you create yourself. But so tell us more of how that works. Is that that seems to be almost like a newer model, you know, um, for Mm -hmm. those of us who are not millennials. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So immediately, um, when I was enjoying the page with the profiles and all that, I knew that I'm not a street photographer. And it it just said photographers are so incredibly talented. It's just not one of the things that I do, nor do I have Um, You know, it's just not the model that I was looking to um, work with. So I started to think, oh, well, this is also just good in general because I'd be just required to sort of lean on other people's assistance and help. Mm -hmm. And what it started with was either um, seeing content that's out there. Uh, One of the things that I also worked hard on from the very, very get go um, is giving people proper credit and tagging um, and all those things that everybody loves on social media and not even for the reasons they love it just because it's the right thing to do right if I didn't take that photo and somebody say is a photographer or just whatever and it's their photo you, you know it's only appropriate to get permissions and to give credit where it's due etc so one of the things that was always fun when um, when this got started was just people were also just excited to really be contributors and be a part of this journey. Um, and it, I think, created also a safe and comfortable environment to share your own family stories in a pu- mm-hmm. for public consumption. And with that, it expanded the reach, which also just allowed me, um, as you said, I'm also a content creator. Um, there are a lot of things that are original content. And one of the things was a breakaway page that I just created just one year ago, right now, actually. It was right after uh, Pesach of last year. Um, I created a page called Memes of Judaism. Yay. I was starting to... Yes. So I was starting to notice that the graphics and the punchlines were just really um, well received and, a, and also a nice air environment where you can create a joke and a punchline that's not at someone else's expense or mm-hmm. a self-hating Jewish community expense with able, <laughs> you know, the ability to get to a punchline where something is just funny. And, and we're um, not always making fun of ourselves, you mean? We don't need to. <laughs> the punchlines are there without us. So it was a, a just a natural synergy to sort of expand um, to that humorous brand and to create that marketplace. And it just ultimately is just very well received. And it's another way of kind of producing something new. But uh, to answer your question, um, it reaching out to people or seeing a story that's special, reaching out to the person themselves, asking if I, if, if I have the permission to share it, uh, having a lot of followers, uh, People would be surprised with the percentage of how many stories I get in, um, of how much of them get published. It's a, it's a overwhelming majority. Um, pretty much every story that comes in is always just so genuine, heartfelt, and typically people who everybody seems to do their homework. I mean, they really know what I'm looking for when they send things into the page. That's that it's great. just always gives me a smile to not just share the story, but to actually communicate and connect with the people that are just featured and just wonderful stories. (laughs) That's just awesome. Nikki, at what point that so it was always initially social media platforms, um, Instagram, Mm -hmm. uh, Twitter, Facebook, at what point did you say now this has to become a page on the internet as well? And why? Well, humans of Judaism, even just straight out of the gate. So after I did that small gap of Facebook to Instagram, it wasn't such a small gap after that for just uh, I got Twitter, uh, Pinterest, Tumblr, Reddit, YouTube, I'm on everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the website was just a natural next step for having a home base. Uh, As every single person on social media today, especially on the business end, knows um, Facebook is an uncertain place right now. Right. Uh, I was going to say, it was a risky move just to be only on social media. I mean, absolutely. And um, what Facebook is also taught 
business users is reminded them that that's basically an office space that you're leasing. Mm-hmm. And you still, even though you're the business owner, you still have to play by their rules in order to play in their building. And, and um, they change the rules all the time. <laughs> they do. They change the rules. I really have to find another lease. But um, but that's what's important about being on a variety of platforms. But the most important essential thing was for me to have a home base, um, a place to just really have everything because it's not just the um, breakaway of memes of Judaism. I also changed the name of Daily Spark to Sparks of Judaism. There's mm-hmm. a Foods of Judaism page and it's all been branched out, but everything is centric to the website. And re- more recently, as you um, know, is that I also, um, not everybody is also on social media. There's a whole group of people out there in the wide world, universe, wide mm-hmm. universe out there that uh, do not enjoy Facebook or do not enjoy Instagram, but do enjoy the content and its message. So to serve that, um, it's also a rolling with what the users and followers and um, people who enjoy your content are looking for. So it's creating those spaces. So another thing that I just took on is um, a weekly newsletter, which gives a brief summary of what's going on from the variety of different Humans of Judaism channels um, and just offering things exclusive to those subscribers where it gives just those people who enjoy getting the little dose of positivity and good fun into their inbox each week. And so it's really just a matter of creating the space. And I have to tell you, I am a subscriber and I love the newsletter. So here's my plug to you. Everybody who's out there listening should go ahead right now as you're listening to this interview and go to humans humansofjudaism.com and subscribe. <laughs> to it's just Nikki's, as easy as that. Yep, to Nikki's newsletter. So Nikki, you have... Uh, 100,000 followers on Facebook, 100,000 followers on Instagram. You've had Seinfeld share your tweet about him. I mean, these things are big. (laughs) They're not like small accomplishments, right? What's next for humans of Judaism and for Nikki? So one of the other great expressions of mine that I say is I really feel like I just work here. Um, The page is just completely exceeded any and all expectations. And it's every week is something new. Um, I'm constantly meeting new people, new organizations, um, different projects. Uh, The good news about the Jewish community and pretty much every community is there's always something going on. Mm -hmm. And what's wonderful is it's just an inviting space to partner and to work together and continue to share things that are important to the community and anything that I can enhance or assist with and use this channel and that following to share the good things that are going on. It's that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's my pleasure. So um, I really each week, like I said, is just a different adventure and working on different things with new people and and continued relationships that just continue to keep you in the know of what's going on. Right. The pul- the pulse of what's going, what 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 the Jewish community wants out there. Um, exactly. So just to keep it real for listeners, I always like to tie it down to business and and you know reality for those who might think, well, I'm going to open something similar or go start a new blog or a social media page or whatever. At what point did you start monetizing this? I mean, can you say to people, oh, you could quit your day job? I, I don't know. Can you? <laughs> Well, I always tell everyone, um, my father was also an accountant by profession. Mm-hmm. So I know that he would want me to monetize, of course. <laughs> um, but with, with, with the brand itself and the partnerships and the different projects you get involved in, there's natural opportunity for the monetization. And ultimately, I do hope to just be able to work on this full time, continue to get involved. And um, I am otherwise committed. People are always often surprised to know that this started just as a passion project and something I do in my spare time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do um, run operations for a business and um, and let's see where the let's see where humans takes me. But for right now, it's really just a blessing to have the ability to do everything and continue to enjoy this journey and continue to see where it takes me. You've done an incredible job. It's so hard to believe that this is something that, you know, it's kind of like a side hustle because of all <laughs> that you've achieved. It's really marvelous. And on all that you're really giving us as a community. So again, um, I'm a big fan. Now, Nikki, you're constantly plugged because of the nature of what your job at humans, um, Mm -hmm. you're constantly creating content on social media. Um, And so I'm sure that you have a greater appreciation for Shabbat and Yom Tov holidays than most of us. Oh, yes. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I was very sad this year, there was no three day 
Pesach. Oh, <laughs> see, I've never heard that. <laughs> it's new to me too. Um, but the joy of turning off that phone and having a universal understanding that I am just unavailable and that's, that's okay the, and that's is my it. favorite time in life. <laughs> mm, no, I, I could see that. So does it does it ever become too much maybe for you or maybe for your family like uh, Nikki welcome back to earth you know like is it ever too much um I haven't found it just yet um because um I keep it managed um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my priority in my life are my relationships and when I have time with my family I like to give them my my time um and when I am working on humans I'm very devoted to it um but I do have the ability to unplug Mm -hmm. uh, not just on Shabbos. I do sleep, everybody. Um, but um, <laughs> but I do. Um, you know, I, it, it's it's about balance. I mean, life is about balance. So um, creating those spaces where I can decompress. If I, I actually play like words with friends or something to sort of unwind and really sort of disengage. I, I know that's ironic because it's on my phone, but it's not being on social media or checking right. your emails and taking that time to sort of decompress. Um, and, you know, balance it out so that I don't get burnt out. Yeah. So, so are you very disciplined with your time? Like when you say, okay, today from 12 to 2, all I'm doing is working on humans and creating posts for it or whatever it is. I should be very disciplined. I love my blanket sweeping statements that I make to my mother sometimes when I call her after Shabbos. I'll say, okay, I'm going to take tonight off. And if I don't post tonight, it's going to be okay. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I always end up seeing something because I'm just always tuned in. And then my mom, and then I'll just laugh and I'll tell my mom, I, I ended up posting something. She's like, I, I, I knew. I tried. Because I tried my best. I tried. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's, there's a day, you know, there are a lot of things that um, just as time has passed, I'm getting close to celebrating my four year anniversary in June um, for the page. Wow. And there are things that have been such great places to make peace with uh, mistakes. Mm -hmm. human error. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually laugh very often if I have a typo on a graphic, not a typo that you can edit in a caption, mm -hmm. a typo on a graphic. And I'll giggle because guess what, guys? I'm human and I'm okay with that. And I think, um, you know, just all of that. <laughs> yep, it, it, it happens. It happens. Humans of Judaism represents the I want to I mean, this is like a big statement, but that's really genuinely how I feel. It represents the totality of Judaism in many ways and of the Jewish people. Um, I feel like it's a tremendous responsibility because in especially now that it's reached such a wide audience and a wide reach. Mm. Have you ever felt like this is too much to carry on your shoulders? It's an extremely humbling position. Um, as I mentioned earlier, um, that I take the responsibility quite seriously. Um, and I am, I, I'm really just doing this somewhat by myself. But at the same time, I am surrounded by wonderful support and people who I will lean on. And as the, you know, the therapist has a therapist. So I mm -hmm. will always uh, look for other insights. And I always really weigh feedback, even if it's feedback that I may not like somebody say, oh, this one might not be the greatest. And I'll, and I stop and I weigh it. And, you know, if anything even has a hesitation, I really visit it and think my initial reaction is let's delete that because I don't want anything that has a hesitation. So I really try my best. Mm -hmm. um, and as I just had mentioned, I accept that I can make an error or make a mistake. Uh, I think the, at least the credit and the history on it is just clear that the intentions are all well and good. So if I drop the ball once or whenever, it, you know, I, it'll happen, it happens and, and it is what it is. But for, for thus far, um, it's just been a very guarded, somewhat, like I said, protected by the, the, the followers really look out for me. They'll really tell me of, you know, if this, that or the other. And like I said, I really do tune into that feedback and I weigh it and I go from there. It's a beautiful blessing. Uh, case by case. Beautiful, beautiful blessing to have that. Um, Nikki, you spoke about your father, your late father before. Um, he sounds like, we've talked about this before, so I know a little bit more. He sounds like such an, he was such an amazing, beautiful person. And you yourself are so grounded and positive and upbeat and sensitive. There's so many beautiful qualities about about you at the same time you're just you're strong and determined so there's so much that I know about you and I see such beauty um 
Tell us about, you know, any women in your family that you admire, that you feel are role mm-hmm. models. And because I know a lot of this, you also you must have gotten from your father as well. But any female role models? Well, there is the obvious first. Um, I, you know, one of the things that just an interesting is just that this page is devoted in my father's memory. It's a passion project. It's really a labor of love. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely love the opportunity to do it. But it's also my mother's pride in her lifetime. Aww. And my mom, I I really, I, I, I did well in the parent department, thank God. <laughs> I, um, I really just, uh, I, I don't know what I did right in some, I don't know, universe. Past but, life. <laughs> uh, thank God for the people who I call my parents. And my mom is, my mom is just, I can only wish to be as wonderful as she is. We, fun fact, um, She's a nurse and she's the person I uh, work with. It is her company um, that I run the operations for. So I'm quite blessed to work alongside with my mother um, and sit alongside her for this Humans of Judaism ride that she's been just the most devoted, um, unbelievable supporter. She is just an incredible woman who has taught so much to her children and just and her contributions to the community and everything she does. I don't even know where to start with her with the accolades because she just embodies a strong, um, solid, wonderful, orthodox Jewish woman. Wow. I don't I don't even know what better thing to say about her. And I could continue to gush for do we have another hour? I could do. <laughs> <laughs> but she um, it's I, I will say it's, you know, just her. By my, I, I just she's just been my person. She always will be my person. And having her by my side through the complete journey of this humans of Judaism experience is just simply a blessing. That is so beautiful. Now is mom on social? I'm, I'm assuming she is. <laughs> mom is on social. She's everywhere. She is proud. <laughs> she is the first liker. She gets very upset if she is not the first like. I mean, she needs to be first subscriber to the newsletter. She will be the first person to log into this podcast. Make sure you look out for her. Hi, mom. Um, she, we lo- I love you already. She's an incredible person. <laughs> yeah, she's we're, amazing. We're, get, we're gonna go, the three of us are going going out to lunch when I go back to New York. That's what we're doing. <laughs> it, she would, I could already take the words out of my mouth and say, it would be my pleasure. So she, <laughs> she definitely, um, and she's, you know, she's just really an all around, I'm, I'm lucky to have such great role models because I'll be honest with you, the fundamentals to the page, of course, were working hard to strive for certain things in my father's memory, getting to the, my father was a man of good humor and really just a member of the community. So just love the, the good in each person, the human right. of each person. My mother is like the, the editor who, really just is 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 that voice in my head like does this is this good is this you know the value mm-hmm. system that you see playing out on humans of judaism the ethics the inclusiveness um the the torah values all of the details is mm-hmm. is 100 the the house i grew up in and was wow. fortunate to um to have have picked up um and i can't also diminish i'll give one second woman that's a going to be my one and only sister um who uh is a mother and a health coach and I just am lucky to be surrounded by people who really are just good eggs. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Nikki, let's do um, JLP fill in the blanks. And this is the part of the show where I give you an open ended sentence and you fill it with the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm Nikki Schreiber and I feel most spiritual when? Um, when this seems very generic, but I'm, I'm truly going to say when Shabbos arrives. Hmm. Um, it's especially meaningful for me, like, uh, like we discussed, uh, with being an editor and, uh, having, you know, just that really exaggerated connection to your device and online and uh, an opportunity to give people your undivided attention when you're at your meals and, you, and you're going somewhere for Shabbos. And it's just a different kind of energy and, um, spiritual connection, or as they say, you disconnect to connect, um, or to reconnect. And mm-hmm. it's just a, um, it's just a, a really, really warm, wonderful, concentrated time of just everything I think are where our community embodies. It really is a different energy. And it's mm-hmm. hard to de- I don't think there are proper ways to describe it unless you live it. Uh, yeah. Looking at it from the outside is just completely different from what Shabbos is when you're on the inside. What can I say? The misconception is that it's about restriction. The uh, reality of it is it's about quality time. 
Yes, a lot more about freedom, <laughs> exactly. freedom from exactly. all the other things that, uh, exactly. that's fine, all the other things we need to do during our week. But um, anyway, my favorite mitzvah or one I feel most connected with is... I'm going to mix it up, but another potentially uh, popular answer, uh, love thy neighbor. Mm. I think it comes back yes. to the fundamentals and just that simple is um, just really loving thy neighbor and just trying to embody that um, and just be more filled with love yeah. than the other stuff. I, I, could, I could see it in your work. Totally. You, I have a sister. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. My fondest, sweetest Jewish memory is? Hmm. Fondest, sweetest Jewish memory. I have to repeat that to stall so I can think of the answer. Um, let's see. Um, hmm. This might be a stumper. I have to think of what's a good answer. I'll give you some answer, but I'm sure I'm going to have so many other thoughts after we hang up. Um, I feel like the fact that I you had such a solid upbringing. There's a lot to a, choose from. That's right, a good problem. Right, that's, yeah, exactly. There's variety. You know, I, I, I do enjoy, especially because we're coming off of the holidays. And I spent the holiday um, by mom with my my siblings and their kids. And, and it, you know, holiday time is also, it's, it's, it's different than Chavez. Right. It's a different, um, it's a different energy altogether it's too. Customs. It is. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just, um, the customs, the traditions, the reiteration of our history and the storytelling, you know, uh, Seder yeah. <laughs> and things like that. It's, um, it's just fascinating how timeless are a lot of our traditions are that, you know, our father, our father's fathers, their father's fathers, uh, were eating matzah just like we're doing still today. And it's being part of, a real tradition and legacy that is, I would say that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Something I wished I had learned about Judaism growing up is? Um, that you're going to love Shabbos and it's okay <laughs> if you don't see the television show that's on Friday night. It's going to be okay. And don't worry, they'll come out with DVR, so you're okay. <laughs> but I remember as a kid, it was, the, it was the polar opposite. I was a little kid and I saw Shabbos like, oh, we can't even make plans until after Shabbos. You, can't. you know, I... I, I'm so desperate. I need to like do all these things. I, as, as I was this really busy child. Um, and here I literally watched the last minutes of Shabbos right? out that- and I'm like, no. <laughs> so um, definitely that's what I would say to myself is uh, you're going to love Shabbos a lot. You it's know, the, amazing. Uh- <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I always make fun with my friends. Like, yeah, for little, for kids, it's like, oh, is it not that they don't love Shabbos? They enjoy it tremendously, but they get yeah. to a point that's like, oh, is it, is it over yet? And, and, and I'm like, uh, no, please no. Like, can we drag it a little longer? <laughs> the meaningfulness of it. And that's what's always also good with some of the things within the within um, Judaism is it's like a fine wine and it ages nicely. And mm. as you grow and you, you appreciate these things in different ways as a different, you know, different place in your life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've always loved Shabbos is like, you know, that's for sure. But in 2018, yep. <laughs> when, we're, when, when a phone is, an app- is one of your appendages, it's like just surgically attached to your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, the appreciation in this particular generation is something unique that when I was a child, you know, it just, you know, it was just different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. When I give tzedakah, I like to give to? Um... I like to give to Amudem. Amudem is an organization that um, it's not an organization maybe many of your followers have heard because, of course, um, I love a lot of the larger organizations that do all this fundamental work. But what Amudem tackles is kind of the things in the community that are tougher um, and harder to deal with, um, like alcoholism or addiction mm. um, or abuse or things that people don't even like to talk about. Yeah. Um, the work that they do is just a marriage of my two worlds, healthcare and, and the Jewish community. And um, I just, these are my guys. And uh, if I could do anything to help them and help them help others, um, then that's pretty much the summary of it all. So that would be, I check them out, Amudim, a, uh, it's just an incredible, incredible organization. And they just also expanded to Israel. So a, it's, it's spelled A-M-U-D-E-M. D-I-M, Amudim. Uh-huh. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Wow. So it started as a local thing in New York. And, and has expanded uh, just really significantly. There's a need and wow. uh, they just do things. They work together with um, with the rabbis and, uh, and clinicians and law enforcement and all the right things to do everything the proper, appropriate way to, to 
really help victims um, and really help heal families and uh, help keep everything on the straight and narrow. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, there are services within every community that uh, people aren't as tuned into because, thank God, uh, perhaps their family don't, don't, doesn't have those needs. But mm-hmm. a neighbor or a coworker or right. someone you know may be dealing with something. And it really makes you stop and think, uh, if I'm not dealing with it, then um, I certainly can have tremendous sympathy and now understanding for someone perhaps who has a family that is dealing with things like this, what can I do to help? And uh, Amudin provides that space where you can help in a variety of different ways. Um, and that's why it's a great place to, uh, for me to put my dollars. Very nice. I'll check it out and I'll definitely put it on the show notes. And finally, um, Nikki Schreiber and today I'm most grateful for. Um, I'm most grateful for this podcast and uh, and our conversation because um, it's the new thing today. You know, I always tell you it's just new projects come up every day. And I had the great fortune of meeting you um, and getting to know you a bit um, before this um, podcast and um, speaking with you and the two of us taking the time out of our day today to, um, to speak to everybody who's listening and share with them the things that we do and the things that people do within the community and uh, just different services and different and just the capacity one has with what they can do with anything that they're interested in. Yes. Um, I hope serves its purpose and uh, and it's you know this is really this is the highlight on my calendar today. Nikki. Don't tell my brother who I'm meeting for dinner. <laughs> <but. laughs> Nikki you're such a doll. Thank you so much. We can everybody you can find Nikki pretty much everywhere. Humans of Judaism <laughs> is everywhere but also everybody should go and sign up for Humans of Judaism's newsletter weekly newsletter right Nikki yes we have great great exciting fun giveaways and different things on there and the podcast will be in my newsletter as well as the website and of course but um but it's definitely uh, something to check out if you want some nice uh, fun excitement to your inbox in addition to um Yael's awesome newsletter mm-hmm. um, there's definitely space for um we'll be giving away fun judaica items and just different incentives and fun things for people to enjoy and participate and get the good vibes from when they go into their inbox awesome. um, so definitely check it out and subscribe awesome so humansofjudaism.com and humans of judaism pretty much everywhere on social media <laughs> nikki schreiber thank you so much thank you so much yael Thanks to Nikki Schreiber for stopping by. Again, the website is humansofjudaism.com. Head over there to subscribe to Nikki's weekly newsletter and to be entered onto a raffle for a fun giveaway. And of course, you can find Humans of Judaism in every single social media platform in the planet. The ones you know about and the ones none of us have ever heard of. As always, thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed the show. Send me an email. Let me know. And let me know if you know of another uniquely talented Jewish woman that you'd like to see featured on the show. And go ahead and head over to jewishlatinprincess.com to read my latest blog posts and to subscribe to my newsletter. It is the best way to stay in the loop on everything that is going on around Jewish Latin Princess and to get special discounts and special offers. By the way, also, if you're on Pinterest, I finally have the podcast episodes on Pinterest. Well, I've been on Pinterest for a while. I think you knew that, but the podcast wasn't there. So now you can go check that out and pin away. I'll be traveling soon for a speaking engagement, but I'm not letting the cat out of the bag yet. So you'll have to wait for that. In the meantime, if you want me to come to your town or your Jewish organization in the summer or in the fall, drop me an email, yael at jewishlatinprincess.com. Stay tuned for next week where we'll have another big influencer in the world of Jewish media, Allison Josephs of Jew in the City. Until then, I hope you all have a great week. Thanks for listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating, and share the podcast with the Jewish women you love. To access today's show notes, ask Yael a question, or suggest a uniquely talented Jewish woman to be featured on the show, visit jewishlatinprincess.com.